So, uh, Patrick Ali, the mortgage guy here, coming at you with another episode of Live on Real Estate. Um, we just kind of hop into it, man. We hit record, and then, Love you know, it. this is our thing. Jess hanging out today. She's actually running co-pilot because CP's having a, a blast up north. Hopefully, you're having a good bit of time off. But what's up, Jess? Oh, nothing much. Just drinking your coffee. Got it. It's not coffee. It's what? Coca-Cola. And <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And then, uh, you know, we have... Probably somebody in our office who we've talked. I know we've talked about him before on the podcast, and we've all said, "I've been on, I've been on once." Good, good thing. Yeah, but it's only been on one time, one other time. This is a hum- he has been on. So he has been on one. Avid listener, you know who this is, right? One hundred percent. So, without further ado, uh, Mister or Sir Stephen Atkins. Well, I got a sir now. You got a sir. What's up, bud? I'm doing great, man. I'm good. And, and you got to be in and out of here, so we got to make this one quick. I yeah, think. I got a closing coming up. We're gonna nice. take care of this closing two weeks early. Yeah. How does that work? So, for anybody that doesn't know, Steve Atkins is pretty much our like captain of chaos. I think in the office and uh, basically makes our ship run pretty smoothly. But I think your official title would be like director of capital markets. Yeah, I definitely do everything with the the rates and you know what we got going on there. Like all the secondary markets, all the secondary markets, dealing with investors. Making sure loans close and fund. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's kind of fun. You get to do a little bit of everything. Yeah. Love it. That's awesome. And, and Steve and I had a great conversation last week in prep for this, and it was kind of funny because I just, out of the blue, I told Jess, I said, all right, he's our guest next week. He has to be on the podcast because I think the things that we were talking about, we both share um, mutually and our thoughts on the way that the industry runs and, you know, the things that we can and cannot do in the industry um, sometimes I feel like holds you back, not necessarily just as a company, but as an individual LO when you're talking to people. Yeah, so. I definitely agree with that. I mean, I think that's something that we brought up, right? Is uh, we're in a highly regulated industry. I mean, yeah. it's not like uh, it was 10 years ago where you could just do whatever you want, which is a good thing. I mean, for anybody Absolutely. out there, that is a good thing. It protects you. It protects us. Um, but there are some things out there that, you know, we talked about that, you know, could change and could be, I guess, subject to. You know, and that's that's one thing that I uh, that's one thing that I I started thinking a lot more and elaborating on. And like one of those things that we talked about, which you can explain kind of how we got in the conversation. But we started talking about like certain qualifications for borrowers. Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest one we run into right now is self-employed individuals. Right. Right. Uh, Be in business for 10 years. You're making a million dollars, but you got a great accountant, which we all love great accountants. (laughs) Right. You know, to help us out, Um, you know, and and on paper, you're only showing, uh, you know, I make 20 grand a year. Uh, I think the big part that we were talking about that was interesting is if you're my employee, I'm making a million dollars a year, but only 20 on paper. I give you a W-2 that yeah. says you're making 50 grand. You're more qualified to buy a house than I am. Right. That's crazy. Right. You know? and, and, and based off of what we go through every day, and this is part of what you deal with a lot more than I think all of us, is that you know in lending, everything is risk-based. Yep. You know, And, and that's, that's a real reality. I think it's hard for people to have that conversation or come to that conclusion when you're talking to like a first time home buyer or new or you know somebody refinancing who's bought multiple homes in the past um is that when when things are everything's based off of risk there's going to be some guidelines that work against you and there's going to be some guidelines that hopefully work for you um but that's that's a perfect example and I think it's absolutely nuts you know in that how we got on that subject I don't even remember how we were talking we started talking about it last week but to know that somebody's more qualified just based off of a piece of paper, you know, or based off of an income. And another thing that we talked about too, which is kind of interesting, is that, you know, in the instance that somebody has been a a solid borrower 
for, you know, say 10 plus years, never had a blemish on their credit in the last 10 years, but their debt to income ratio, you know, there's always guidelines out there that on FHA, you can't go to more, higher than 55% debt to income, which is the amount of money that you receive in your paycheck versus the amount of money that you pay out every month in your bills uh, that report on your credit report. Cause there's other stuff on there too. Um, somebody that has, you know, a 56% debt to income or up to 70% debt to income they could have a zero blemish the last 10 years, but they don't qualify for a mortgage. Yeah, and I think the other part that you're talking about and that I really that I'm really passionate about is at the end of the day, we're here to help people, right? right. So if we got a guy who does have a higher ratio on that, yeah. but we're going to lower his payment by 200 bucks, well, we're making it better for him, right? Right. He's right. already making the higher payment. You know, that's the kind of things that the industry needs to kind of start looking at is, you know, not just risk-based, but common sense lending, you know? And yeah. I, there is some of that's coming through. There's a lot of new investors that are coming out saying, hey, you know, kind of like our self-employed example, I know you make more money. Right. Show me a bank statement showing the 100 grand a month coming in, right? And, and those yeah. are things that are coming out. But, you know, sometimes we're a little reactionary as far as an industry where it's like, hey, it's been like this. Things aren't working. Yeah. Wh- what do we got to do? And then it's like, all right, well, maybe we'll make a decision, you know, five years down. Where the do you think line. that started from? I mean, was that something that was – I mean, obviously it was pre – I mean, it was post – you know, mortgage crash or, or mortgage crisis in, in America. But where do you think a lot of that comes from of, you know, kind of, I guess, painting like a broad brush over just a population of people or a certain credit score, a certain debt to income ratio? Well, I think it's all based off of, to an extent, fear, right? Like when we look at something, you know, this happened in the past. The reason it happened is because people were self-employed. Well, no, that's not really what it is, but that was the, pers- you know, the perspective the view, the yeah. per- of it, which is really... Instead of it being the self-employed guy, we were talking about the guy working at Seven Eleven, making ten bucks an hour. We we're just like, "Yeah, right. hey, it's fine. You're self-employed yeah. now. Now you're making a hundred grand." That's the thing is, we went from one extreme of just not verifying, not really paying attention. Now what we we did is basically pull that all together and go, "All right, let's get really conservative. Let's make sure that we're doing the right thing for you." Mm-hmm. And to an extent, we haven't kind of rebalanced and said, "All right, well, th- what we did in the past where we're just not verifying anything is was crazy. Like that should never happen." Yeah. But when we look at it today and you go, okay, hey, I can see all this stuff makes sense. A plus B equals C, right? Mm-hmm. That's kind of like a progression. That's what we need to get back to. And I think we're slowly getting there. But there is that inherent fear that once you give up a little bit, things are going to go off the rails and you're going right. to find out you know, people are doing the wrong thing. And that's what we don't right. want to happen. Well, and it's more of the minority versus the majority. you know, And they'll ruin it. I think they'll ruin it at the end of the day. But, yeah, you're right. I think – you know, a lot of what our conversation was based around is exactly that, is that you have somebody that is well qualified. I mean, I don't, you know, and this is the thing that I think about sometimes, too, is like, I don't even really necessarily care, uh, you know, if somebody calls me on the phone and, you know, I see that they're overextended their DTI, you know, to 80%. If in the last 10 years they haven't had a blemish and they're not missing their payments, they're not missing uh, paying certain bills or doing things in their daily life, they're making it happen. So for them to have the ability, you're absolutely right, to refinance their home and save a little bit of money on a month-to-month basis or uh, potentially purchase a new home. You know, I guess I guess purchase and refinance would be two kind of different ballparks because you are setting the risk of saying, okay, well, I'm going to give you something brand new to you versus I'm just trying to lower your payment to make your monthly expenditures a little bit easier. Um but it is. It's really weird because at the same token is we talk a lot about debt consolidation. And really all debt consolidation does is it takes away the monthly payment from your 
you know, from your other expenses and rolls it into the equity of your home. The only difference is, though, and a lot of people, it is a necessity, but what people don't, I think, what they don't worry about so much is that, you know, your your principal balance of your mortgage is still going up. And what a lot of people have a perception of is when we do debt consolidation, they assume at the table, like, we're, they you get a check cut and you're closing your accounts. Well, majority of America is not closing accounts after a closing. I mean, realistically, if you're paying off, you know, hey, I want to consolidate my $10,000 Capital One account, you're getting a check at the closing table that's written to Capital One for that owing balance and you're sending the check in. It's up to you now to be responsible enough to, you know, eliminate that account or let it sit dormant or whatever it may be. And I think that that's where I have a hard time with it because it's like, okay, well, somebody can overextend themselves, you know, again, because we'll find that a lot. We'll have somebody that comes in, refinances, does a cash out transaction. They pay off a bunch of debt and then all of a sudden they call you a year later when they don't have any equity to do anything anymore because you've basically pushed it to the max so that you could help them. And then all of a sudden they come back to you and those same cards are all maxed out again. Yeah, I mean, it all does come back to cash flow, right? Like, right. at the end of the day, whenever you're borrowing money, whether it's a mortgage, credit card, you know, personal loan, it's as you as a consumer, it's your job to be responsible about that. So, yeah, at the end of the day, it, it is up to the consumer. But yeah. I know, like, from a, a standpoint of just, you know, being in this business for a while, a lot of times when, when we're doing this, it's the guy who's just getting out of maybe a bad situation. He mm-hmm. switched jobs, right. had a couple months where he was unemployed employed not bringing any income right now we're consolidating this debt now he's got a new job he's making good money that's where it's like hey you you went through the hard times yeah now you're you're fixing everything back up making things manageable again and the great news is anytime someone's in a mortgage they can make a higher payment towards principal so i mean they really can get that payment back down in a more simple way and and actually just overall i i would just feel it's more can't even think of the right right word. It's just it's a better way to do it. Simplistic. It, it is simplistic. Yeah. yeah. Atkins has got a lot of faith in people. I, I do have a lot of faith <laughs> a in people. Of, a lot of faith in people, man, to make the right decision. That's that's a tough conversation because I think as a good lender and as a good, uh, I think just as a human being, you have to let people know the good, the bad, and the indifferent. And I tell people that all the time. I say, listen, you know, we're not closing those accounts for you. You know, kind of going back to what I was saying is like, we're not closing those for you. We're writing you a check so that you can pay off those balances. It's now your responsibility to go above and beyond and make sure that you're managing your money properly and and you're doing the right thing. So whether that is to that person to feel like, well, okay, maybe I should shut off a couple of these accounts or maybe, you know, I do let them sit in the junk drawer. That's what we do. I feel really weird saying that, but we, which is horrible if I ever got, you know, robbed, but all of our credit cards, we just kind of keep in the junk drawer. Like, we don't use them, and we don't and what's do what's your address any- again? <laughs> right. Well, you know you yeah, just did my refinance. Your, I actually did yours. Uh, uh, yeah, but it's just one of those things that, like, it, it does come down to responsibility. And it's just – it's tough because I want to say that, you know, a lot of people are going to be do the right thing. But, again, the, the minority kills it to, for the majority is that the mon- minority of folks are not going to – be re- fiscally responsible afterwards or potentially. I mean, that's again, that goes back to risk, but that right there is why kind of f- turning this full circle of why we have these rules set in place. Yeah, but you know, the the one part I always make sure whenever I'm when I'm doing stuff for clients is it's to me, it's not about just like, hey, we just did a refinance for you, it's over, right? Like you took out cash. Mm-hmm. It's when you're in a, a cash out refinance, you're usually getting a higher interest rate, right? We right. talked about the risk base. So when you're taking equity out of your home, there's usually a higher rate associated with that because, right. to your point, like if you rack everything back up, now you just have less equity. If something goes yeah. wrong, things can you know, be bad. 
I always look at it like this. We do a cash out refinance. We have a six-month plan, right, which is during that six months, let's be smart, right? Let's not rack up right. more debt, everything like that. And then in six months, we're going to refinance you on a rate and term, which just means we're not consolidating debt mm-hmm. and give you a better interest rate, right? So now we're looking at it as a two-part plan yeah. where it's like, hey, we're taking care of your monthly, right, as far as all your other bills. We're going to put in one payment. And then in six months, we're going to refinance you to a lower interest rate, yeah. which means your payment goes down even further, right? So at the end of the day, we try to make sure that everything makes sense for the client so you don't run into a problem right. in the future out of all of your expenses. You just got to play smart and make sure you do the right things. I love it, man. I love it. And, uh, you know, kind of talk a little bit about, you know, and I, I just want to briefly before we we end this this episode is, you know, kind of talk about you and, and your position here and kind of what that entails on a day-to-day basis for us and how it makes our organization kind of run. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, the exciting part is I get to deal with all of our investors. Uh, I deal with exactly what interest rates cost as far as when, uh, when we look through and figure out what works best for a consumer. Um, I get to deal with all the guidelines, so kind of some of the stuff we talked yeah. about, what's changing. The cool part is everything's always changing in our business, so it's kind of fun. You get to get something new. Uh, because we do so many loans, we get to be kind of the guinea pigs on something. Yeah. We get to try stuff out before everybody else, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I get to interact with all you guys as far as, like, just finding the best overall game plan for a client. And I think that's really what's exciting, whether it's, you know, initially somebody wanted to take cash out, but realistically we could just save them money by reducing a rate. Looking through everything for people – and then just like coming up with a game plan, like I yeah. love doing that. It's, it's exciting. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. And and when you when you started in the industry, did you start as a loan officer and then move over to that position? Yeah. So uh, started as a loan officer. Uh, yeah. Was doing that for like four or five years. You know, a couple different places. Uh, when I came over here, I started as a loan officer. Right. Want to make sure that whenever you start in, a, in an organization, you know everything. Right? Yeah. You want to know all levels. Yeah. So uh, started there. Did that for about a year and a half here at Hall. Uh, moved over to kind of like a support role. So that was like going through and ordering stuff, uh, just following up with clients, mm-hmm. working on a website. Um, and then I kind of expanded from there where it kind of got more into the secondary where we use a, a program called Optimal Blue, which is how we actually price out loans. Yeah. I built that from the ground up, which was really fun, really complicated, but <laughs> a lot of fun, uh, especially when you have like a 30-day window that's supposed to be done. Yeah, I heard, you the, I heard you the other day go, oh, yeah, we just, uh, you know, we did 300 lines of code or whatever it was. And I was like, I, shit, I couldn't even imagine <laughs> doing a line of code. Yeah, I mean, actually, that was really cool. This is the second time yeah. we did it in the last uh, eight months. Uh, we uh, updated our mortgage insurance rate. So yeah. uh, basically what that is, if you're over uh, 80% equity in your house, normally you're going to have something called mortgage insurance. Mm-hmm. We've actually had them reduced two times in, the last, awesome, man. in the last eight months. So it, it's a lot of work. Like, like you just said, it was yeah. 300 codes that are really hard to read. Um, going through and updating every single factor. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it's awesome. It's really great for the consumer, and obviously for you guys, click of a button, everything pops up, good to go, uh, which is awesome for, I love for you it. guys. I love it. I love it. And, and just the kind of things that we I feel like we have going on here all the time, and, you know, we, we're very much not a, uh, a massive, massive uh, company, but at the same time we have a massive footprint. And I think a lot of the reason why is because we have the right people. We had David on a couple weeks ago is like, we always strategically have the right people in place. Um, and one thing that he's done really well is put the right kind of people in positions that help our business succeed and help our business thrive. Um, and it's just, it's been fun to see. It's been fun to watch this thing grow. I mean, you and I, I've been here, you've been here longer than I have, but yeah, I was one of the first, one of the first. Yeah. You, but you've seen, you know, you've seen this company go 
you know, from a massive scale to a small scale and still producing at a massive rate. So it's kind of cool. It, yeah. it really is cool to see. What do you think the future, what do you think like the rest of this year kind of going into next year looks like? Well, I mean, as far as for the market, I, I think we have a lot of really great things going on. Yeah. Um, you know, the Fed basically saying, hey, we at some point this year, we're going to reduce rates is a big step forward. I mean, especially at the beginning of the year, everything was, we're going to be going up, we're going to be going up, you know, hit midway through the year. And they're like, actually, we're thinking about going the other direction. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a huge impact. Um, so for like our purchase clients, great news is when rates go down, you can afford more house, right? When you're refinancing, that 4% you're at, maybe a 3.875 is better for you, and that's going to be available. Yeah. Um, so it, it's an exciting time. I think that as long as things keep going the way they are, we're going to have a really good rest of the year. That's um, good. And here at Hall, I think the best part is, like you pointed out, we got smaller, but everyone who's here cares about everything. Like right. you talk about five-star reviews, all of that. I mean, we make a push for it, and the people that are here yeah. care about it more than anything else. So yeah. I think that's like the biggest part about this is, you know, when you have a small organization, we're nimble. And we're able to work through things and make sure that we do the right stuff, right. have a good experience. Everybody here cares about having the best transaction possible, so everyone's happy. Right, right. And just really quick before we end this thing, give us like the update on the reviews. We're at seven what? Um, I think my last update was seven sixty six. That's yesterday. awesome. Yesterday, however, two more came last night, so we're That's awesome. So we talked about we talked about when David was on, which was two weeks ago, right? Two weeks ago, we talked about our goals, and our goal was to get to you know a thousand, and then from a thousand, he wants to go to ten thousand because we all know that that's bad shit crazy, but yeah. we can do it. Hey, um, it. and I'm pretty sure at that time we were at seven oh three. Yeah. So two weeks in two weeks, that's that's how many people are impacted, you know, in a in a seven or fourteen day period, which is which is incredible, and it speaks to not only what we do as loan officers, what our marketing team does, you know, as far as. Uh, getting us in front of folks, but also speaks to what you do on a daily basis. So we really appreciate it um, and appreciate having you on, man. Yeah. One other quick shout out. Obviously, yeah. our processing team just oh, they kick crushes ass. it. Yeah. yeah I mean, it. it's it. that's like one of the biggest things that I talk about with a lot of clients. When we're on the phone, I bring up the fact that, you know, when we're closing loans in 17 days, it's a true 17 days. It's not, you know, we're closing loans in 17 days, but we'll see in 30 you know what I'm saying? And yeah. and listen, there's stuff that happens all the time, but it's it's really crazy to see how our how our uh, our processing team they all band together because there's you know there's eight of well, how many do we have? We have we got eight plus we got Steve and Max who, who yeah also yeah help so out I was gonna say, I was gonna say eight but I didn't want to dis- exclude Steve and Max but yeah we have eight two that work remotely and it's like for whatever reason anytime you have a question or every time you have something that you need uh, done immediately there's somebody there to jump on it, even if it's not their file to take care of this, still there for you. So it's awesome to see. Yep, we got a great team. Everybody works together. For sure. Good stuff. For sure. Well, thanks for hanging out with us, man. It was, it's fun. Jess, thanks for keeping us in line. I appreciate it. Thanks for pushing. I encouraged Right. <laughs> CP, we hope that you're having fun. Uh, hopefully you're back next week to hang out with us. Uh, that's another episode of Live on Real Estate in the Books. We will see you next time.